This is Leslie. And this is Liam. And we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode will bring someone new to the table to plant a foundational seed on how to grow our wealth and unlock our ideal lifestyles. We're so, so glad you're here. Very glad you're here. Today's guest, we have Varshini Kumar, based in Chicago. Yay! Really excited to have Varshini um, Varshini is somebody that Leslie and I are close with here in Chicago, <laughs> and Varshini has some really unique experience under her belt. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself in a little bit more depth, but um, I'll briefen it up with Varshini graduated college, worked for about two years, and decided to take a year-long sabbatical. The dream. And Yeah, the dream Literally that many people have. She was traveling and having a blast and feeling herself. <laughs> so uh, really glad to have you on the podcast, Varsh. Varsh, honestly, I think the number one thing I hear about is how can I travel more with finance? So we're eager to have you on. But before we get into the topic, wanted to ask, um, since you know our podcast is focused on planting a seed to trade money stress for real happiness, what does happiness really mean to you? And how are you using your finances to get there? That is a great question. (laughs) Thanks so much, Leslie and Liam, for having me on today. Um, So happiness for me has always really been dictated by how enjoyable something is for me. So anytime I'm really having a good time, whether it's through an activity where I'm learning something new or traveling to a new place, those are the moments that I really love to bask in. Mm. Um, Those are the moments that I really live for. So I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of those moments uh, growing up. Um, I actually grew up having immigrant parents who were all about saving every penny that you had. And I learned a ton from them. Yep. (laughs) Learned a ton from them over the years, um, but really have been able to put my own twist on kind of how how to enjoy life and how to really enjoy the fruits of your labor. Varsh, that's awesome. And Varsh, we're so glad you're here to weigh in. Uh, Today we have an interesting question and topic uh, submitted by Rachel from Indiana. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Um, Rachel's write-in is, I'm 25 years old and I'm realizing my passion for travel. However, as I'm thinking about the next few years, I'm realizing there will only be more obstacles making it difficult to travel, such as family, work, health, etc. That's a great point. (laughs) I really... I really think I want to take six to 18 months and travel now. I also don't want to blow every dollar I have to my name. How should I think about when to take a sabbatical? How long I can financially sustain the travel lifestyle? Um, I think these are awesome questions. And we saw this right in and we thought Varsh was the perfect person mm-hmm. talking from experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, so initial thoughts, Varsh, we can let you start here. Where would you start if you were in their shoes to, to think about this? Well, I'm flattered. Thank you for thinking of me. Um, But those are the exact questions that were kind of rattling around in my brain when I was making the decision to actually quit my job and take that sabbatical year because it's a risky decision. And um, a lot of people kind of think like they have this moment where they just want to kind of take off without telling anyone. But um, in reality, there's a lot more planning behind the scenes um, that is kind of needed and necessary to make that year or however long you uh, choose to either take that sabbatical or travel abroad or work abroad, um, there's definitely some things to think about definitely early on. Mm. Um, So when I first was thinking about how I should make my decision and what program, whether or not I was going to do a program, 
program or um, even what avenue I was going to choose, whether it was like teaching English abroad or working abroad or doing a homestay or nannying abroad. There were all these decisions. Um, so it took honestly a while to kind of weed through and um, figure out what I was most passionate about. What do you mean by a while? Like, are we talking mm-hmm. like a couple hours or is yeah. this like months <laughs> of planning? I would say it was definitely, it. honestly, it was almost like a three-year thought process in the wow. back of my head. Um, yeah. So it, it doesn't mean that I was thinking about it like every single day for hours, um, but it was something that I had, I knew, so I had studied abroad in college. I knew I wanted to get abroad and do something, but I didn't know exactly what that was. Mm. Um, so... It, it honestly just took a little bit of research and um, finding out what it was that I was actually passionate about doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I was able to find that out and choose teaching English um, was when I was actually studying abroad the first time around in college, um, I had met a, a ton of English teachers um, and they were so happy they had been on the road for probably like 18 months, wow. which is pretty long. Yeah. Um, and it seemed very sustainable to do. Yeah. I think a common misconception too is every sabbatical has to be crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think there are ways that Varsha overcame this and Varshini was able to teach while out there and actually make money while being able to so see you were, you were what you were based in one city, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But you were exactly. able to have the flexibility to travel quite a bit and yep. see what you wanted to see. Mm-hmm. What city um, was this? So I was up in Chiang Mai for the first month. Oh, Thailand. Um, okay. Yep, exactly. Nice. So one thing that I would recommend for anyone that's trying to teach English is to get either a TESOL or a TEFL certification. And that is pretty low cost. It's usually around $100 um, and you can do it remotely. Or the program that I went through, um, actually had me do it in Thailand itself. Mm. So that's why I was in Chiang Mai for that first month. Um, And then it's really nice because it kind of establishes kind of like a community in a different country. And it's all of these other people from different backgrounds and you're kind of like bonded together through this certification. Mm -hmm. And that certification is a lifelong certification um, that allows you to teach anywhere. So did you choose Thailand I know one of the benefits of Thailand is it has a lower cost of living. Mm -hmm. Did you decide, okay, my my goal for this abroad uh, experience, the sabbatical, is the cost of the certificate, Mm -hmm. of the teaching certificate, and from there I'm going to figure out whether I'm net positive or net negative. Like, did you decide that, or did you Mm -hmm. have, like, a nest egg of, like, here's my, you know, couple thousand dollars mm-hmm. to be able to fund your trip. So there, one of the decisions going into it was seeing the average salary of what a teacher would make, knowing that I would only be teaching for a few months, um, mm. not the entire year that I was going to be gone. So I wanted to be making a, a sizable amount in the next, in the first few months. So I was actually between making a decision between um, teaching in Thailand or in Argentina. Mm-hmm. And I saw across the board, Southeast Asia had... Um, a little bit of a higher teaching salary mm. so through the program that I went through anyway and what do you mean by high I mean is this like ten dollars a day so the school that I was at um, and this is kind of a, a common I think for someone who's teaching English from a different country you would go in um, into Thailand around a thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. and then to put that into perspective like a meal in Thailand is around a dollar mm-hmm. one US dollar Goes a long way yep yeah, yeah. So, I think all three of us have been to Thailand actually right yeah you went yeah the that's other, right yeah yep. yeah and, fantastic and I think that's something to consider it's a really good point is if you're if 
finance is your greatest concern, maybe look into the cost of living in those countries, um, the cost to get a meal. Varsh brings up a really good point. Mm -hmm. Also, what you're going to be doing in each of those countries. I know there are different mm -hmm. places where you can have different excursions. Mm -hmm. um, I know a, a common excursion in Thailand is to volunteer at a elephant sanctuary. How did or, I know right? you were going to say that? Um, <laughs> or when I was there, we did a whitewater rafting, but we knew we wanted to have these experiences. So we budgeted for those. Mm. Uh, my trip wasn't quite as long as Varsha's. We didn't, we had just shy of a year and ended up doing three and a half weeks. Um, but, but we still budgeted for that trip and we knew it was feasible. Um, when I say we, it's, it was a few friends and I, and, and we budgeted for everything. We knew we wanted experiences. We knew we wanted to go out at night and experience the cities. And we knew we wanted to go on day tours to experience the culture. Mm -hmm. So we budgeted for those and you can find different prices online. Um, as we've mentioned, Thailand was a little bit less expensive mm -hmm. um, and the US dollar was pretty powerful yeah. to their currency. So that was something that we considered and we had a number and, and we worked backwards from there and found out what we could and couldn't do. Yeah, I, I like that suggestion because I do the same thing as I'm traveling just kind of one off throughout the year. Mm -hmm. I, I particularly leverage this resource, Lonely Planet. I'm not sure if you guys oh, yeah. have been on that website, but mm -hmm. they have nice overviews of like each country, basically yep. almost all countries in the world, mm -hmm. and then also a really detailed breakdown of what does the cost look like to be there? Because yep. it seems like, I mean, obviously, or maybe it's not obvious, but I would love to take a sabbatical for mm -hmm. a year and mm -hmm. travel. And and uh, the next question there is like, well, wait, how can I afford it? And am I losing out on income earning potential? And, you know, am I going to have enough savings? And mm -hmm. when is the right time? Mm -hmm. And I feel like Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it like having a baby? Like, there's no right time. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you just, yeah, yeah. Right. You just have time this is moment now. of clarity and you're like, I'm going to go. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I want to ask about that too because I think that would help out a lot for our listeners here. Um, they ask how, you, how they should think about taking it for how long and how long they can last. Um, Varsh, I'm, I'm curious. I think one of the first steps is like realizing when the right time is. We mentioned maybe there's not yeah. a right time, but I guess when was the moment where you were like, this is doable and this is doable soon? Yeah. Because you transitioned from a job in consulting, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. To going to teach in Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> That's one heck of a transition. <laughs> yeah. I would say some of the most optimal times um, to do this, if you're thinking about it, is one, right after graduation, because you haven't started working yet. Um, and it's kind of like a you go and figure it out as you um, as you're out there. Mm -hmm. And then I would say the other time is if you're if you're in a job and you're looking to switch jobs, that's actually the point that I was at. So I had been working for two years. It was kind of a natural shift um, that I knew I was going to be transitioning. Mm -hmm. So I had a now or never moment um, and realized that this was probably only going to be feasible for the next like two years or so. So mm -hmm. I jumped mm -hmm. at the chance. Yeah. And, I, and go ahead, Leslie. I will also plug, shout out to my mom. We all love her. Yeah. Speak for the group. Um, <laughs> shout out to all mothers out there. Shout out to all mothers. Yeah, um, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, my mom <laughs> actually took a sabbatical um, a couple of years ago, um, it was one of the kind of perks associated with her with her job. It allowed for people who had been with the company for a while to take some time. Mm -hmm. And so definitely as we're young, there's so many different questions swirling around about like now or never, now or never. Yep. And I just remember being so proud of my mom kind of taking that leap and deciding to, you know, take a quick break from work for a second, mm -hmm. then come back um, and leveraging about eight or nine months to do so. So I'll 
say let's as much as possible rally around going while we're young, but mm. don't worry and get yourself so down in the dumps if it doesn't end up working out mm-hmm. now because, I mean, we, we, we've seen a live example, or at mm-hmm. least I have. Yeah. And with that, I feel like we could talk about this topic for hours, but I do think we've planted the initial mm. seed on it. And love travel. We love travel. Our listeners love travel, and I'm sure they're wondering how this seed can blossom, grow, and otherwise inspire their own wealth journey. So, team, I'm going to start with you, Varsh. Would there be like one or two takeaways that you'd give our listeners? Like, what can they do right now after listening to this podcast? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is once you make the decision that you are going to go abroad um, and even in, in helping yourself to make that decision, just get innovative with the way that you can make money out there. So there's tons of different ways. So teaching English online is one of them. I taught in a school, but there's tons of websites that um, provide you opportunities to teach. Um, and then there's there's a hundred other crazy things you could do. There's like transcribing movies. Um, so like you would actually put in the subtitle. So there's all these different ways to make a passive income as you're traveling. Um, and it doesn't have to stray away from you enjoying that vacation time either. Yeah, I would also look at um, a few third parties online. You can do a few searches, look at reviews, get references. Um, Because I think one way to look at it is, oh, maybe I I can only do this if I can make an income given the cost. But think about it the other way. You can also cut your expenses. I know there are a lot of nonprofits that partner with different homesteads and farms and communities where you can volunteer and work for a few hours a day and be put up in housing for free. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are other alternatives to look at. So Varsh, uh, plus one to your thinking of innov- innovatively, creatively, and uh, and then also I would, I would determine where you might wanna go and, and kind of what you're trying to get out of the trip mm-hmm. and why that place you think can provide that for you, that value that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Cause then you can really find out um, using these online resources what the costs would be to be there and, mm-hmm. and what's feasible for the amount of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a definite theme here is just planning to make it as seamless as possible. Mm-hmm. I mentioned one resource earlier, Lonely Planet. Great website for uh, just travel in general, but also understanding the, the finances of affordability wherever you're going. I also really like uh, The 4-Hour Work Week. It's a fantastic book that is actually written for people who are looking to maybe even leave their jobs for a longer time um, and start a business and then live Love abroad. Um, I believe that's Tim Ferriss. Correct mm, me yep. if I'm wrong here. Yeah, but um, yeah, 4-Hour Work Week, fantastic read if anyone is into audiobooks or, or reading just in general. Um, and although we're sad to wrap up this topic for now, we're going to have a lot of topics on travel. I can already see it. I do want to take a moment to celebrate one of our listeners, an incredible real growth moment from Alex Swift, who started Alex. at LinkedIn with myself and Liam based in San Francisco. Alex is actually starting a side hustle herself in 2020. Talk about new year, new goals. <laughs> And was really inspired by our side hustles episode um, and just making sure that she got off on the right foot and then really saw both fulfillment um, on the financial side and also on the personal development side. So Alex, we can't wait to take your yoga class, man. Please put that on YouTube because we're all supporting. And in the meantime, uh, please do submit your real growth moments. We love to hear them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Alex, I will try my greatest to work that flexibility. I'm ready, <laughs> ready for yoga class. 
Uh, love bringing up these stories though. We know there's so many others like us, like Alex, like Varshini, like Leslie and I, uh, beginning their wealth journey and seeking happiness in real time. So grateful to all you listeners for joining us. Uh, we'd love to hear about your challenges, love to hear about your growth moments. Please comment, email us, all uh, of subscribe. the above. Mm-hmm. All of the above, Liam. I couldn't say it better myself. There's a link in the podcast description to share your experiences with us. We'd love to help you achieve those goals and celebrate when you do. And lastly, Shout out to Varshini for weighing in on how to take a sabbatical or a trip maybe in your 20s or whenever you're ready to. Um, Really happy to have you on. Love chatting. Um, Please engage with Varshini or us if you have additional questions. Varsh, where can they engage with you? What's the best way? Yeah, I am always happy and willing to have a conversation with anyone, whether it's about travel or if um, any folks have questions about how to actually go abroad or teach English, anything like that. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. My full name is Varshini Kumar. Mm -hmm. We'll put that in the notes as well. We really will. In the meantime, happy hump day, everyone. Happy hump day. Go with the week. That's right. Signing off. (laughs) 